By the way, I looked because I was like getting real nervous about the water park and losing $10, but it was that it had to be open by the end of the year this year, I think. And I was yeah. like, ah, oh, that's not happening. Damn it. <laughs> sweet, sweet dollar. <laughs> Howdy, it's Monday, June 20th, 2022, and this is episode 176 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Eskin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? The Stanley Cup Final is good. What an excellent series that we're missing right now to record this podcast for everyone. That's true. I don't follow hockey. I have to ask you, being someone who doesn't follow hockey, is Colorado actually just, like, insanely good, or has this just been, like, some crazy run and they're playing way over their head? No, they're ridiculously good. All right. And Tampa's also ridiculously good. It's just that Colorado's that ridiculously good. Seven to nothing, Craig. I hear that you can't be ridiculously good if you lose seven to nothing. That's true. But uh, I think Tampa's winning right now. Oh, there you go. There may be a series. Much like in the NBA, I have to say that the Warriors are obviously ridiculous, but I thought the Celtics held their own. And it was a, a worthy finals. I'll put it that way. I didn't watch any of it. Good. That's our sports talk. If you want to get more of our picks... You know, you have to join our highest tier Patreon. Yes, yeah. Wouldn't be the first podcasters to do that business plan, but... You should really short us, or whatever <laughs> it is. What's it called? I feel like my, my track record's pretty good on, on my bets. I was red hot, as we talked about on the podcast years ago, when mm. sports betting first came to New Jersey, and I am ice cold now, but that's about how it goes, I think. Yeah, so they suck you in. Yeah, man. I've still got money in my accounts, so that's good. Yeah. Anyway, in 1876, the first Atlantic City Easter Parade was held. Maybe. So the press of Atlantic City says that it happened in 1878, but do for a win sponsor the Atlantic City Experience and not do for a win sponsor the New York Times say it's 1876. Uh, it was a yearly tradition into at least the mid-90s, and we're talking about the 1990s, but can't find much about it after that. Yeah, I'm assuming someone will know about it. I remember hearing about it. So it must have happened fairly recently, but yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. But you can read a 1995 article that talks about how this really long-lasting 120-year tradition is still plowing ahead and feel sad that it is not still plowing ahead. What happened in 1976? Anything important or should we just skip it and move on? One of the biggest, <laughs> most important years in Atlantic City history, maybe other than the founding, probably the most important year. In that on November 2nd, 56% of voters voted in favor of casino gambling in Atlantic City. If you remember from two episodes ago. I don't. It was on the ballot in 1974. Statewide casino gambling failed miserably. Mm. Uh, so I'll link to an Atlantic City weekly article that talks about 1976 and why it succeeded in 1976. But the two big things are it was focused on Atlantic City, as you know. Voters, I guess, were very scared of casinos in the, in the, like, middle class Philadelphia suburbs. And it specified that the tax revenue raised through casino gambling would finance programs for senior citizens. And you know who votes? Senior citizens. Yeah, man, that's, that's the secret. Certainly, I think it passed in Maryland when it passed because they're like, it's all going to go to the schools. Yeah, I think we've talked in the past about yeah. how, how all what this a scam is that is. An absolute scam because all it means is that you have to earmark right. that amount of dollars. And Even then, like, if your budget is the higher other money than that, that you're going to put that way, like you'll just put somewhere else instead. So, right. whatever. 
if they're still doing that, then the senior citizens programs in New Jersey are the most well-funded <laughs> yes. senior citizens programs in the country. Because as we've found out over the last, well, the last seven years since we've been doing the podcast, but the last however many years, New Jersey has made plenty of money from Atlantic City, and Atlantic City itself has not. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. That will be the story we continue ignoring for now on the podcast. I like it. I think we have to do some housekeeping from last episode because we did a very long trip report, which became a much shorter trip report through editing. So one thing that I edited out was the discussion of me saying, apparently, that I would feel disappointed if I didn't go to Lucky Snake. I like the word apparently in there, by the way. No, I 100% edited it out that right. I said I would be disappointed. Oh, I've allegedly edited out yes. some alleged comments I've made. <laughs> I'm pleading the fifth here. And then your comment didn't make that much sense, which is how I like to edit. I like to yes. edit in ways that make you sound like you are having some sort of fever dream and just saying <laughs> things. And then also I forgot to mention some things, such as we went to the Bally's Carousel Bar, which is new and people probably care about. I got the... Funnel cake espresso martini. It was good. It comes with a piece of funnel cake in it. They were out of the Lucky Nucky, which is like the saltwater taffy peanut <laughs> thing. So I didn't get to try that. The bar does rotate. It's a little disorienting. We were sitting there for maybe like 20 minutes, and then it started getting a very bumpy. It started becoming kind of a bumpy ride, and then it just stopped rotating. Uh, so I don't know about all that. I sort of get the feeling that like this is not going to be a rotating bar in like three years. <laughs> <laughs> like the upkeep on that sounds like a big pain in the ass. I forgot to tell the story about getting ID'd all the time. I mean, that happens every trip to Atlantic City, right? So the the only reason it was funny, I did get ID'd once when I was getting a drink at Caesars, and then I got ID'd. I didn't get ID'd again later, but the waitress was like, "You're more than 21, right?" And I was like, "Yes, I'm 38." Uh, so the funniest one though was we're all standing around the Wonder Woman machine. I'm not even playing. I think Dave or, or Andy is playing. And the security guy walks over at Caesars and says, can I see some IDs, please? And I'm sit standing there talking to our other friend, Craig. We both take out our wallets. And he very quickly is like, not you, just you. <laughs> so I was the only person actually getting ID'd. So that was a little annoying, but whatever. I'm still going to be getting ID'd. I'm going to be like 50 getting ID'd. I do wonder when the last time you're going to get ID'd is going to be. I mean, I'm definitely going to be in my 40s getting ID'd because we're not that For far sure. away. We're only, uh, you know, 16 months from that happening. So, you know, there are places where I think they, they do legitimately ID everyone and that sort of doesn't count. But like where you're getting selectively ID'd, you've got at least you one would think like five years left, right? I don't know. It's going to happen somewhere sometime. It's one thing to get ID'd. But when people are like clearly going like out come, of their way come hunt you down specifically because they're like yeah. that guy's underage yeah i've had waitresses who are like clearly very skeptical when they come to bring me a drink and it's like come on man people under 21 are not playing like video poker in the smoking section at caesar's no one under 21 is at caesar's in the first place they'd all be at harris yeah they'd all be at harris no nah, tropicana like, yeah trop it's like under 17 would be at harris <laughs> yes, all those cheer competitions. <laughs> the other thing is we said our friend Dave was mad about Heidi, and he insists he was not mad. Hmm. You're mad. Uh, fair. And that's that. I think that's all the housekeeping. Any other thoughts on the trip? Any wrap-up? Anything you forgot to say? I don't think I forgot to say anything other than, you know, my comment that made no sense because I was bashing you saying that you'd be disappointed in an Atlantic City trip if you didn't go to Lucky Snake, which was not in the episode. <laughs> it's true. 
We did mention last episode, late in the episode, that we have listener questions Indeed. from Pat G, who sent a very nice note about the podcast and explained why someone would go back and listen to the previous episode. So that was a great email to get. So thank you, Pat G, for that. Quickly, two questions. One, I will ask you because you are the expert. Mm-hmm. Is the walk to Gilchrist from Ocean relatively safe in the morning? Is it scenic? Or should I just cab it for breakfast when we come down in early August? I'm curious, actually, before I answer. Like, what do you think? Yeah, walk it. It's fine. There's like a couple blocks that are not the greatest, but it's fine in the morning. That's my thought. Fair. I think that's right. Like Craig said, there there are a few blocks that are like not the greatest, but it is mostly by and large fine. I mean, I don't really have a problem with it, but I think I have like a way higher tolerance for like being in bad neighborhoods than the average person does. You could also do the indirect route. Right. And that's what I was going to say. If you want to actually have a scenic walk that's nice and is extremely safe the whole way, just walk on the boardwalk all the way around to Gardner's Basin. And that is both very nice and also completely safe. And that's like a very nice part of town if you haven't seen like the houses on Main Avenue or whatever. So you could you have that option available to you. Uh, if you don't feel like walking for whatever reason, I mean, you can cab it too. It's pretty quick. But um just for me, I enjoy walking anyway, so that's why. I walked last time when everyone else rode. You did. We passed you on the street. I did. So his other question is, do you guys ever discuss Advantage players? Have you tried it? I feel like we have probably talked about this a bit more, maybe, in early episodes. Do you remember? I mean, we talked about the whole, like, Phil... Oh man, no, I can't remember. Phil Ivy. Phil Ivy. Yeah. Uh, situation at Borgata, which is a very specific thing. Right, like right, they're like right. edge sorting cards in Baccarat mm-hmm. and they noticed some minor flaw in a deck and were taking advantage yeah, of it. I do remember that. As far as like actual advantage plays, I mean, we talked a lot about things like comp harvesting, which is a form of advantage play, but never right. really like counting. I don't think we, we got into much. Or anything else like that. I mean, we probably talked about favorable video poker machine pay tables. Like, there's very rare instances where certain machines have an expected return over 100% if you play Mm -hmm. perfectly. And as recently as when I went to Vegas last in 2019, they had machines like that at Downtown Grand. I believe they've downgraded them since then. But we haven't talked too much about it. We've certainly, I mean, I've certainly not tried it. There is a ton of information out there on it. There's a ton of other podcasts that talk about it. Probably the most famous being Gambling with an Edge. I say probably definitely the most famous (laughs) being Gambling with an Edge. And so if you want that information, it's certainly out there. Obviously, with the big caveat that a lot of it is suspect (laughs) information. Uh, and, And even the stuff that's really reliable, I think, is very hard to take advantage of. Like it gets shut down very quickly, you know. Things like machines that pay out weirdly, that kind of stuff. I think the most common form of it you see now are the people who wait for like either the slot machines or the video pokers or whatever with, that can be an advantage play in specific situations. Like if the last person like did something to set up like a bonus spin, like you'll see that quite a bit. I feel like people just walking around looking to get on a machine that is actually a winning machine to bet at that exact moment. Yeah, like extraordinarily high progressives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now there's slot machines that say like the bonus has to hit before this number gets mm-hmm. to 1200 or something, whatever that number means. Right. And if you see that it's at 1150, then yeah, go go play it. Or if you see happen to see like an ultimate X machine that has you know bonuses or or whatever. Uh, so there's yeah, there's certainly that, and you'll see people sort of like 
babysitting hovering. a slot machine, yeah, hovering, hovering around a slot machine, waiting for for you to leave, which can be kind of annoying. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that's the more common thing now. Yeah. So Pat adds. Last trip, I listened to a This American Life podcast on card counting. My friend tried it and thought it was working a bit until he drank too much and couldn't keep the count straight. <laughs> sounds normal. I yeah, mean, I think sounds, that's totally normal. <laughs> I, mean, I think there's been a lot of talk, maybe not on this podcast, but in general of, you know, the casinos liking people who think they can count cards or whatever, uh, yeah. because for the most part, they actually can't. One of our friends, or I guess my friends, is is someone who does count cards, and he has been backed off in the past, so... My, my advice would be to, if you are doing it, don't be a bit too obvious. I mean, it's not something I've ever really done. I've done where, like, if I feel like there's been an awful lot of low cards have come out in a shoe, like, maybe I'll go from $10 to $20 or $15 to $30 or whatever, but it's just not worth it for me. Like, I'm there to more or less play, and if I were to ever somehow get backed off, which I don't think I would be, that would make me very sad so yeah it seems like just based on not even counting stuff but stuff like if you don't have a player's card your flat bet borgata right it seems like they they're very paranoid about this stuff even more than they were when we started the podcast well they probably should be a bit more in new jersey than in nevada because they can't actually ban you in new jersey the funny thing is you know i i never play blackjack but when we first started going to atlantic city that was probably the main table game i played and so I learned basic strategy to where I had it 100% down. I don't know how much of it I remember now. And I had used a card counting app to to try and get good at card counting. And I never really employed it because just because I like to drink when I'm playing games. And I just can't keep that straight while drinking. It's just And it just takes the fun out of it to me. But yeah, it's just hilarious to even think about that now because I just like the idea of sitting down at a blackjack table and trying to make it that much of a, of a job. It doesn't sound fun. Really, the idea of sitting down at a blackjack table—I never do it. I can't even imagine. Yeah, you, you, you hate <laughs> noted blackjack hater, Craig Stone. So I would really like ten-dollar blackjack, but that's just unheard of. Like you can't even find under twenty-five anymore. Uh, I don't think that's true. I think you can get fifteen in a lot of places. I don't think I saw any tables under I'm twenty-five. Last sure, time I saw a lot of fifteen at Ocean, even on our last trip. Oh, really? There used to be pretty reliable ten at resorts. Yes, with stay stay on soft seventeen. Yeah, which is very favorable. Well, not favorable, but much better for the player than hitting on South 17, obviously. Any other thoughts on advantage play or? No. I mean, it's it's more power to you if you want to do it, but it's not for me. Too much research, too much effort. I mean, a lot of this stuff, I think you also have to like, like something comes up and you got to like jump on it because you have a short, maybe have a short window or you've got to sure, like Sure, sure, sure. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can there. do it too, you know, or you go to casinos that are just opening because just the help is absolutely terrible then and they just mispay you so much that's an advantage yeah. play i mean there's there's a lot of ways to do it <laughs> and then somebody comes 25 minutes later and asks you to pay back your bet <sighs> go back and listen to harris needs their 25 dollars, whichever episode that was anyway the hard rock has opened the terrace vip players deck hat trick to uh, everything hat, ac hat trick we're on a hockey hat- <laughs> yeah hat tip to everything ac casinos super fan megan k for posting in our group she did um, unbelievable she probably got confused i don't think she i think she's more in the david wong group now the atlantic yeah. city adventures with david wong it's so, so hard to keep up with her i don't know it's uh, hard to keep up with everybody the groups are always changing yeah so is everything ac casinos kind of like dying down a no, little bit no it's still by by far the most popular. Surely our group is probably the least active one out of all of them. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. 100%. So 
So anyway, uh, this Terrace VIP Players deck is another Players Lounge, but outdoors, where Fish & Co. was before, which I don't know where Fish & Co. was, but I do know where this is. Uh, you say it is for Rock Royalty and X-Card members, and have a link to a website that says nothing. Yes, it literally says... The Terrace VIP Players deck. There's no picture, there's no information, that's all it says. Just like, put this as an H- H1, and just like, bam, that's yeah. enough. <laughs> it's all people need to know so it's like a secret it's a big secret so if you're rock royalty like I'm, secret pizza going back to megan k's post she had pictures of very nice looking cocktails pretty good food for a player's lounge somebody on another group said that you get in but then they charge for drinks but i don't know about that i'm very skeptical because it's like the same sort of thing as the legends lounge where you got to use ten dollars in comps I don't see any prices on this menu that Megan K posted. I'll say that much. Now, the question is, when are they going to let you match to, match to it, Greg? I can match to Rock Royalty anytime I go. I just never have bothered to do it. Mm. So it is, is it open for matching right now? Yeah, I think so. I'm always like, oh, I should do it. And then I haven't actually played much at Hard Rock recently. Because it's not good. I mean, especially when you're a noted table games hater, which you are. Because I do not like playing slots there. It's too bright in the slot area. Video poker's bad. The video poker pay tables are not good. Even in the high limit room, they're bad. They uh, made it so that you can't get comp drinks on the weekends at the center bar and the lobby bar. All those things are bad. Yep. But they're absolutely raking it in, so. Yeah, I still like the idea of hard rock. Obviously, all the trips I go on, I go with you, so you don't like the hard rock, so so we never play there. I mean, I love the Asia room. That's true. I should go back to hard rock sometime. It's going to be one of those things like like when we just went to Caesars this last trip. It was like, oh, I haven't stayed at Caesars since 2018. Like, how did that happen? Like, just time will lapse and it'll be like, oh, I haven't stayed at Hard Rock since, like, you know, for like five years. By the way, do you still feel the same way about Caesars as we were feeling at the end of the last episode? Have you tempered your thoughts? Because I'm, like, ready to go back to Caesars. Yeah, I absolutely want that room again. And I even looked, like, when I can get that room comp. Unfortunately, you can't go midweek, right? So, oh, it's summertime, though. What the hell? Why aren't we going midweek, like, every day? Well, I think the next trip has to be, for me, has to be either couple trip, my wife and I, since we've tried twice, mm-hmm. I think, and canceled twice, or family trip. And if I do that, though, like, I don't necessarily want to go get the, the Caesars room and no, 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 no play. No, 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 like, no. I don't think that's the way to do it. No. You got to go to Ocean to no play them. I would gladly no play Ocean. I think, you know, just take, the, way to do take it. the nice comp room there. Especially my comps are pretty bad now at Ocean, so I don't think they were impressed. Right, I mean, I only get Sunday through Thursday anyway, and, and like, eh, might as well just go take the win on the free room, and, and it's fine. And again, like I've said a bunch of times, you wait a few months, you go back, you play your normal day, your comps come back. People get very worried about maintaining the relationship. But if you're at a level where, like, especially where I am, like, yeah, you're going to lose your comps if you no play somebody, but you also have to think about how easy it was to get those comps in the first place. <laughs> uh, so take the win and take the free room. Except not at Caesars, which is, is, you know, what I just said. Don't do it. I think Caesars is a weird case for us because they have three properties. And so, like, that's the only thing where I sort of feel like, I want to make sure I keep having that option. I have to say, I'm quite surprised at just how deeply awful my ocean comps are now. Like, I don't think I played that little our last trip. And, like, I can't even get, like, half of weekdays. So, in June and July. Yeah. They did not like you taking those gifts. I guess that's really because I didn't play a ton there. I mean, I guess I, I played a lot played of slots, quite a bit of video poker. So, 
Maybe they're just really pro slot player. Maybe, yeah, maybe they just like hate whatever the what's their it's like nine five, right? It's not even nine six, know. it's nine five if you put a dollar in. Oh yeah, I don't know. I never play dollars, so I don't know. I think it's eight eight five a quarter. Yeah, it's definitely a dollar. The fact that I play eight five just willingly is disgusting. Anyway. Workers have authorized a strike, even though last episode they said that they weren't even talking about it. Uh, if they don't get new deals in place, they want to strike on July 1st against the Borgata Caesars Harrison Trop. So basically against MGM and El Dorado. Uh, and again, that's July 1st and then July 3rd against Hard Rock. Nothing announced for the other casinos, right? Right. So Bally's and Ocean have said that they'll just honor whatever is agreed by those other big companies. Mm-hmm. And then I don't understand how Golden Nugget and Resorts are not involved in this, except that the union president, Bob McDevitt, said that Bally's and Ocean are in the green zone and Golden Nugget and Resorts are in the yellow zone and everyone else is in the red zone. I have no idea what that means, but no talk of strike yet at Golden Nugget or Resorts. And it seems like Bally's and Ocean are just totally fine because they're going along with whatever. This is mostly going to be like housekeeping maintenance stuff like that but july 4th weekend man that's uh it's it's not the greatest disruptive stuff they want their pay raise i want a pay raise i mean you're in a union so my contract's out i can't get a pay raise until 2026 i'm in management so i don't have such options available to me so you hate all this strike talk you're like hey (laughs) we're union busting over here yeah yeah terrible calling in the pinkertons Any other thoughts about the strike? I mean, bring in the scabs. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I really don't have any thoughts. I mean, I hope it can be worked out. Like I mentioned last episode, I'm not upset at the union for doing this. I'm not upset at management for being stingy. I mean, I just hope both sides can work it out. I would assume there's enough runway that they can, and hopefully this doesn't happen. But who knows? You know, sometimes it takes a week of striking before both sides are actually ready to hammer something out. Yeah, this is less than two weeks away, these dates, so... Yeah, so we've got some data. May data. How was it? $233 million of total brick-and-mortar revenue. Sounds like less than April. Less than April, was it? Yes. <laughs> I didn't even look. <laughs> spring break, I guess? So... By the way, my, my six-year-old calls it spring bling all the time, and I oh, think it's great. just, like, the greatest thing. Anyway, sorry, you can edit that out. Yeah, so slightly less than April. Five Saturday month, I think, in April. Oh, yes, that's true. Five Saturday month in April. Similarly, five weekend month in May of 2021. So the comparisons are a little bit skewed. But the 233 million is the biggest brick and mortar May since 2013. And 2013 blew it away. I mean, it had 253 million. It's 20 million more. We also had a lot more casinos then, too. Yeah, that's true. There were 12 casinos. There are nine now, in case you need the history. Just look at that $6 million month from Trump Plaza. How could that be replaced? 2014 was only $1 million last May 2014. And uh, 2014, legendarily bad year for Atlantic City with a bunch of casinos closing. So that comparison's not the best. But this is a good month, seems like to me. It's up 9.33% year over year. And as I said, May 2021 was five weekends. One interesting thing, though, to me, Caesars, Resorts, Golden Nugget, and Harrow's were all down year over year. So Caesars was down 9.5%, Resorts down 8%, Nugget down 3%, Harrow's down 1.5%. I mean, all, all of these casinos are also not the ones that are doing well. So right. You've got 
about $20 million in gains over May 2021, Borgata and Hard Rock gained more than the difference, the total difference. So Borgata's up 30%, Hard Rock's up 18%. If you take away their gains, it's down, which I said in a previous episode, I hate that kind of thing. No, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Drop was also up 8.5%. I think a lot of it has to do with the five-weekend month, and that's why you get, you know, a bunch of people sort of around even or down a little bit. I don't know. Do you think this is more of the same, or what do you think? Yeah, more of the same. I think it's another good month. Like you said, I'm not sure exactly what happened last May. I mean, there's some very weird numbers in May of 21. Like, Hard Rock's number stands out as me as that was just like an absolutely dreadful May for them. So I assume it was just like a weird, you know, bad luck month. Borgata seems to be doing quite well this year compared to last year. I mean, as you recall, last year was like quite a down year for them. They almost lost a couple months to Hard Rock. So, you know, I don't know if it was all their their hosts leaving and going to Ocean or whatever with their <laughs> their player books that, that Ocean got in trouble for. But yeah, Borg had a pretty bad year last year, and it seems like they're coming back quite strong, and they have firmly retaken their place on top of the hierarchy with no one even close to them. Uh, but yeah, I think by and large, it's it's a pretty good month. It's probably a little disappointing compared to how strong April was. Yeah, I, I don't remember how the weather was in May, honestly, on the weekends. That always is important, too. So, so yeah, I mean, you mentioned the big gap. Borgata, 63 million, I think. And then there's that gap all the way to 41 and a half at Hard Rock. And then it's another big gap down to 25.4 for Ocean. We've talked about this a lot. Like, that's kind of the tiers. Basically, it's Borgata way off on an island all by itself. And then Hard Rock. And sometimes Ocean's kind of getting close to Hard Rock, and sometimes they're, like, down in the pack with everyone else, and this month they're kind of down in the pack mm-hmm. with everyone else. So, yep. one note, Golden Nugget puts Bally's back into last place. Yeah, re- really, really terrible month by Bally's. I assume they'll they'll have a stronger June. It looks like a, just a bad luck month for them. Yeah, I mean, they were only in last by $120,000, which is, like, not a lot. But hopefully better for them i mean i'm telling you once the yard opens people are going to be piling in that place everybody's going to want to looks, go to the yard. looks nice would love to check it out it does look very nice should be opening very soon yeah anyway that is it thank you very much for listening if you'd like to reach out to us or any of our other listeners you can do so in our facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win find all of our great content and buy one of our last seven shirts at do for a win.com Reach out to Craig on Twitter at DoForWin or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions so we can answer them on air at DoForWin at gmail.com. Any last words? This episode seems impossibly short and I don't like it. No, I think it's good. I think we should blab on for another half an hour about just nothing. About Boardwalk Empire. Nah, maybe not a half an hour about Boardwalk Empire. Nobody wants to hear that. Let's just live stream the audio too. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the podcast gets shut down. That's true. It's true. Episode... Four of season five, halfway through the yeah. final season of Boardwalk Empire. What even happened in this episode? I watched this episode like a month ago, it feels like. So you're saying it's up to me. We had a lot of Nucky and Margaret talking about the situation that I guess Margaret has found herself in, being threatened by AR's wife. They had a nice reconciliation. They went on a little date and everything. They, they went on a date. It was nice. Margaret got drunk. It was great. Yeah. Nucky sent her directly to a hotel by herself for the evening, as one does. <laughs> Very gentlemanly. Yes. But what Nucky did not know when that happened is that his actual lady friend was down in Cuba getting shot by oh, the, yeah. I guess, revolutionaries. 
So I don't even remember her name, but she is no longer with us. Sally Wheat. Sally, yep. This all sets up very smoothly for Ducky to just get right back with Margaret. With Margaret. And be like, it's, nothing it, it, happened in Cuba, baby, it's fine. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That was a very out there, like, random death. It was, it didn't make a lot of sense. I feel like Sally would not have reacted that way. Right. It's, like, out of character for her. Yeah. No. She's usually much smoother than that. So, quite disappointed. I think the, the only other thing that really happened is we had a lot of Chicago. Uh, we got to see Lucky and Al chatting for quite a while. Lucky remembers who Mueller is, Van Alden. So we got to see, I guess, Van Alden beg for his life. Successfully. Uh, and not really too much else happened. We got to see Al beat a man to death with his uh, Empire State Building <laughs> statue that was given to him by Lucky. But Unnecessary. Yeah, I don't know. What else? What did I miss? Yeah, I guess the big thing, like, Lucky was pitching this, like, nationwide Italian yeah. mafia network. We get young Nucky wishing he was a rich person who didn't have to do anything. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that happened. And now, old Nucky, he's a rich person, but he's got to do all sorts of stuff. It sucks. He can't just kick his feet up. I mean, he, he could. Oh, so, at the end of the episode, though, Al calls Nucky up. Uh-huh. And says... They've got a problem with Luciano. You got this Charlie Luciano problem. So it seems like uh, Al's not feeling the whole lucky thing, which is good. Salvatore Luciano. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's all that happened. Yeah. Thoughts? Good episode? Bad episode? It was fine. It's nice seeing Margaret back. I didn't think I missed her, but I I think I did sort of miss her a little bit. So. Yeah, I thought that their whole exchange was good, but I thought the end with the Sally Wheat death was kind of stupid. It was a bit silly, yeah. I thought the Chicago stuff was fine. I mean, like, Al is playing the Al role, which is unpleasant, but that's how he's supposed to be, I think. Yeah, it's unpleasant, but it's not, like, unpleasant in the same way that Jip Rossetti was unpleasant, where you're like, this character's just dumb. Like, this is just a stupid character. (laughs) Like, at least Al, I don't know, makes some sense. I was, like, lucky, so... Yeah, he's Glad good. to have an episode with, with a bunch of him. Lucky and Meyer are always, always good when they're they're in the episode. No Meyer, no no Chalky. None of that today. No, no, yeah, we didn't get to see anything else about what's going on with Chalky. Which is weird, because the eight-episode season, we got to move this along. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're halfway done it, so four episodes left. Yeah, it's weird. So, you know, presumably two months from now, we're going to be done with Boardwalk Empire. Presumably. And that will end the podcast. <laughs> we'll have nothing else to talk about. No. I'll be happy when we don't have homework. But you know me, I'm going to find something else stupid that we have to do every two weeks. Unfortunately, probably true. Something Atlantic City related. Go to Atlantic City every two weeks. That's a good plan. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll be back in touch with you in two weeks. I'm, I'll be in Maryland for part of it. Mm. Could record live from your house. Mm, we could do that. No, we probably won't do that. Live from Maryland live. Ooh. Live from the Hollywood Casino. I can't believe you've never been to the, the National Harbor. I have not. That's really, if we go anywhere, we need to go to the National Harbor.